0: My parents left a a pathway and a platform for me to be blessed. I need to leave that for my children so they can be blessed and teach them so that their children can be blessed. And we're not having a poverty mentality. We're not having a generational poverty line where everybody's been in the system from grandma to big mom, and now that's the way I know how to live. That ain't God's blessings for you. God's got a blessing for you. You are the head, not the tail. You're above, not beneath. You are blessed and you are able to bless others. That's what God's plans are for his people. Thank you for joining us today as we began a new series on God's grace to help us in tough times. We're gonna begin with a message called, Hear God, Believe God, and Obey God. Stay tuned because after today's message, I'll share with you how you can come and join in on this series in person as we continue to walk in the light of God's Word. Grab a hold of your Bible. Repeat after me. Say, All Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for my teaching, for my correction, for my rebuking, for my training in righteousness, so that I may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. We're right in the middle of some troubling times, socially, politically, and of course, financially. I don't have to tell you what is going on in the marketplace relative to higher prices for gasoline and food and all other kinds of commodities that we're dealing with. And I thought this would be just the perfect time to share with some and to remind others of the Biblical principles that God has set in place that will keep blessing us no matter what the economy does. So I began this series by sharing with you what I call the ABC's understanding of God's grace to help us through tough times. And I'll repeat that from last week again. The A stands for God is able. Can you say that? God is able. Before you do anything else, you should have that set in your heart, in your mind, that God is able. And you can fill out the blank for whatever is behind that, able. God is able. Secondly, believe God's promises. And thirdly, see, commit to obey. A, God is able, B, believe God promises, C, commit to obey. See, God is never surprised by the social or political or economic circumstances that one finds themselves in. There's one thing God has never said, and that is, I didn't know that. He knows what's going on everywhere. He knows everything. God controls everything. He owns everything. And he doesn't operate by this world's system of economy. God has his own system. And God has always provided and taken care of his people when his people are obedient to him. It was David who said, I was young, but now I am old. And I have never seen the righteous forsaken or their seed begging for bread. I'm in there with David. Yes, sir. So I'm going to share with you how God's system is designed to keep the blessings flowing your way. And that system was a system of tithing. A system of tithing. So you don't have to get afraid. If you haven't been here uh, very long, you will know that there are some principles that we go by at our church. And let me remind you that some of these principles are this. We will never ever beg you for money. We've never done that in the 28 years almost that we've been doing this. We've never begged you for money. We're never going to do that, and we never plan on doing that. I don't have to beg for God. So you can relax. We will never hustle you for money. We're not going to start a prayer line for, for the $100 prayer line and the $500 prayer line and all of that. We have never done that. We don't intend to do that. What we will do, however, is teach you what the Bible says about God's system so you know how to function in it and operate in it. And I would be derelict in my duty if I did not teach you what God has put in place. And I, for one, don't have to try to argue with anybody. I know that I know that I know how God moves when you are obedient to him. I gave my life to Jesus Christ in August of 1983. And in August of 1983, I started tithing. I didn't want to, but before I got saved, I was an investor. I put money in the stock market, and I did all kinds of things like that. I read the Word of God. I said, that sounds like a good investment. And I started tithing out of obedience. Then it took a while for me to, to get the joy of giving. Almost 40 years later now, I have a heart of generosity in giving to God. It doesn't bother me at all. I'm so glad that I can give but it didn't start out that way. So before I go further, let me get something straight and settle for all time. I know that there are those who believe and teach. They're teaching the believers today. We've even had a prominent minister come out this week and was apologizing for teaching his people about tithing. And he said tithing was under the law so we don't have to do that. It's the Old Covenant. It's in the Old Testament. They're going to say, since it was under the law, you don't have to do it anymore. But you know what else was under the law? Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not steal was under the law. Thou shalt not commit adultery was under the law. So what do you say about that, preacher? Just because it was under the law doesn't mean it was a valuable principle. That we should adhere to today. In fact, all of the moral code passed right through the cross and is good today. And Jesus even took it a step further on the Sermon on the Mount. He says, the law says don't commit adultery. But I say, if you even look at a woman with lust in your heart, you've done that. So if you're going to be under the grace, you're going to have to step it up. See, the New Testament tells us over and over that the new covenant is greater than the old covenant. He tells us that the new covenant is more superior than the old covenant. It's better than the old covenant. The benefits under the new covenant are greater than the old covenant. It also reminds us that our responsibility becomes greater under the new covenant. So if he says I'm going to give under grace, you can't find anywhere in the New Testament that indicates you ought to give less than 10%. In fact, he said you ought to keep going. Uh, He who sows sparingly will reap sparingly. He who sows abundantly should reap abundantly. So he tells you, you ought to just go. In fact, he says, you ought to decide in your heart what you're going to give. Paul taught that. Decide in your heart what you're going to give God. Now, how many under the new covenant will decide, I'm not going to give anything? Some people do that. You don't have to tithe. Or do anything else that God commanded. Or commended. That's your choice. You don't have to do that. You don't have to tithe in church. You don't have to give anything. That's you. In fact most people who point out that tithing was under grace. Are probably giving less than 10% anyway. Well, I got quiet on that one. Malachi 3. Verses 6-12. I'm going to read that to you. Here's God speaking to his people in Malachi, he says, I, the Lord, do not change. He says, I'm not changing this. He says, So you, O descendants of Jacob, are not destroyed. Ever since the time of your forefathers, you have turned away from my decrees and have not kept them. Then God says, This return to me, and I'll return to you. Isn't God great? He's always has his arms open to, for us to return. He said, return, says the, Lord, says the Lord Almighty. He says, I'm telling you who's telling you this. The Lord Almighty is telling you. He said, but you ask, how are we to return? And then God answers that in a very strange response. Will a man rob God? Yet you rob me. And then they say, what? How are we going to rob you? God says, in tithes and in offerings. And then he tells them, you're under curse, the whole nation of you, because you are robbing me. And then he gives them instruction, bring the whole tithe. He didn't say bring the tithe, he said bring the whole tithe. He says, into the storehouse that there may be food in my house, test me, test me. The King James says, prove me, says the Lord. And see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that you will not have room enough for it. That caught my attention. I don't know about yours. You might be thinking, the Lord want me to give 10%. I, I said the storehouse will open if I do this. Then all the nations will call you blessed for yours will be a delightful land, says the Lord God Almighty. See, before I started pastoring, I used to wonder and I talked to the Lord before I opened the first service and like, Lord, am I gonna have to do what I see these other churches doing to get your work done? Are we gonna have to sell fish dinners and barbecue plates and sausage sandwiches to get your work done? That don't make sense to me, Lord. If you have everything and you have all the supply, all the silver is yours, all the gold is yours. And then we got to hustle like that to get your work done. I'm not trying to pastor. You asked me to do this. So you seem like there ought to be a better way to to fund what you're trying to get done. And the Lord kind of impressed upon my heart. He said, there's no problem with funding. There's no problem with money. Just teach the people how to give and then be good stewards of it. The church will always have her need met. So I started looking at the biblical principles that God had in place. And we started that in November of 94, saying, we're never going to beg you. We ain't going to hustle you. And we're not going to invite any ministers in here and let them hustle you either. We're going to teach you. And if you catch on to it, we'll be prosperous. If you don't catch on to it, we'll close the door. If God ain't funding his ministry, we're going to shut down. But I ain't begging. I didn't like to begging when I was a member sitting in the pew. You know, I've seen every kind of hustle you can imagine sitting right there in the pew. I said, Lord, I don't know why they're doing that. Well, they're doing that because they didn't figure out how to get that money from you to the church or to themselves. So we said, we're just going to do it God's way. And we just mentioned to our people, you know, since November 1994, we've never had a month in our church with a financial shortfall. Never. God has blessed us, and we have miracle of of provision after miracle of provision after miracle of provision. We can testify in this church about how God has done because we have employed his system of economy. So before we had a church building, before we had any assets, we said we're going to take 10% of what comes into our church and give it back out to others, even though we don't even have any assets. We was meeting in a hotel room, and we started doing that. Blessing missionaries and blessing people in full-time ministry. And God just blessed us and blessed us and blessed us. Four years later or so, we bought this 27 acres right here on this main street and paid cash for it. Never took an offering for it. didn't, Didn't sell anything for it. Why? Because God blessed us. He bought the price down to where we can get it. And we came out here, we shouted and danced in the dirt. There's a song I used to sing about God that said He has already provided. Every promise you can claim, just ask it in His name. Everything you need, He has already provided. This is Jerry G. Martin. Thank you for joining us for this series where we are talking about God's grace to provide for His people in tough times. I don't have to remind you about the prices of food and gas and rent and all of the things that we need. But I want you to know that God has already made a way for you to have everything you need. There are some biblical principles that if we would follow them, God is sure to meet our need. If you would like to hear today's message again in its entirety, you can go to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. Again, that's The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. Or you can go to our website at LOWCF.org. Then I invite you to come and join us in person for the rest of this series. And we will be speaking to you about some principles of God. We are told in the scripture, whoever sows generously will reap generously. We are told that God has a window that he can open up and pour out blessings that we don't have room enough to receive. We are told that God is able and all we need to do is believe God's promises and commit to obey his word. Join us every Sunday at 10 a.m. at 16161 Old Humble Road. Don't forget about the Bible bookstore on our campus, The Beacon. You can get Sunday school supplies, communion supplies, books and Bibles or whatever you need. Call The Beacon at 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, May the Lord our God richly bless you and we'll be with you again next time.